0: uh, I was reading an excerpt from the new Tiger Woods biography that uh, sounds pretty informed, pretty detailed. But anyway, got two texts. First of all, how dare you mock a recipient of the National Medal of Freedom? And secondly, um, where's the domestic violence advocates on this? Yeah, it's it's you know there is a double standard. You, could, you, you Obviously, there is. If this was a dude chasing a woman out of the house with a club and beating her bloody, no would be would be getting any sport out of it
1: whatsoever. Right. You know, point just, of order, she beat the car and he drove it into something and smacked his face on the steering wheel. Even so, if she hit him in the head, but, I'd still be but, making a joke about it. Right. Right. What and if she killed him? Would it be funny if she killed him? I just <laughs> want to know the limits of your depravity. <laughs> if there are any. Joe Gettys, how to argue unfairly. I do seminars Thursday nights. They're free, but if you want the advanced seminar, you got to pay for that.
0: Point 39. Take it to the most extreme level, as if they said that, and make them defend it.
1: <laughs> You've attended several times. <laughs> anyway, that is kind uh, yeah, of interesting. That. Yeah. That's a good point, and, and an interesting one, yeah. Of course, you know, listen, I don't need anybody's face bloodied, but it, 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 the if you do the wrong thing, there will be negative consequences. Or there certainly should be. And he's fine. You know, if his navigator burst into flames and he was burned to death, no, it wouldn't be very funny. But, you know, it feels about right to me. Although, God, the kids. Anyway, complete change of topic. Speaking of children, you got Beto O'Rourke. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's running for president. And he uh, he had an initial uh, nice big launch. And no, we're not, this is really not talking about politics. So if you're like, oh my God, the 2020 race, I, shut up.
0: Nah, it's not really about that. Meadows currently at 4% in New Hampshire. Not it, that stuff.
1: No, no. Uh, but so, you know, you had the big magazine cover, Vanity Fair, and he's sexy and he raised $6 million in a couple of days and he was standing on dirt road with his dog and his pickup truck. Thinking dirt road pickup thoughts. Anyway, he, uh, you know, he launched a great fanfare, and then you know his numbers went away because he's just he's, he's just there's not a lot there. He's just a pretty guy and kind of twitchy and the rest of it is fine. But so now he's trying to relaunch his campaign. His official relaunch was going on the View, and the tone he took I think was notable, partly because it was pathetic and kind of funny. But then when you look behind it, it's not not all that funny for reasons we'll get into. But l- listen to Bateau and his cringing, lying on his back, turning up his belly like his dog tour, attempting to relaunch his candidacy. You did a Vanity Fair cover to announce your campaign, and you said you were, quote, born to be in it. You went across the country alone on a road trip after you lost your election, and you said you, quote, sometimes help raise your kids. These are things in my mind that a female candidate wouldn't be able to get away with. Do you think you can get away with more because you're a man? And do you have any regrets about launching on the cover of Vanity Fair?
2: You're right. Um, There are things that I have been privileged to do in my life that, that others cannot. The systematic foundational discrimination that we have in this country in, in every aspect of life is something that i have not experienced in my lifetime and i've had advantages that others could not enjoy i have my work cut out for me to, to be a better per- person and ensure that i'm more mindful uh, to the experiences that others have had different than the experiences so that those i've things had
3: you're vanity fair
4: company? are those mistakes would you say those are mistakes being on the cover of vanity fair
2: yeah. So, so it make looks
3: it, elitist. What? What's yeah.
2: It? Yeah. I, I think it, it reinforces that that perception of privilege and that headline that said I was I was born to mm. to be in this. I in the article was attempting to say that that I felt that my calling was in public service. No one is born to be president of the United States of America. Oh. Uh, least of all me. Um, so so um, yeah. What about I, the part-time I, dad thing? Yeah. So so you listen. The flack for that one. Absolutely, and I deserved it.
1: <laughs> so uh, we we should pause for a moment and observe the hilarity of the uh, the the yammering yentas who get paid millions of dollars to be on the view talking about how it's elitist to be on the cover of Vanity Fair. That's it's a little rich, but he is fully aware that you either need to be able to claim victimhood or throw yourself down at the feet of the alleged victims. In this case, the the millionaire uh, Manhattan gals. Um, and 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 beg for forgiveness for your your quote unquote privilege. Now I thought his whole road tour. Uh, sometimes I raise my kids. I'm just going to drive off for a few weeks. See you, honey. I did think that was weird and nuts. And
0: who's ooh. got kids who could tell their wife? You know, I'm going to drive around for a month and
1: find myself. Yeah, uh, that would be my, that would be a major oh, life decision. Oh, oh yeah. man, not so, a chance. Yeah, that did come off as like. Uh, trustafarian, entitled, insensitive. You know, I'll grant him that, and I'll grant the Yammering that. It it was odd, but he is trying to get on the right side of the victimhood police, and he's trying so hard and so pathetically, it's kind of sad to watch
0: that whole white male privilege i should be ashamed of myself thing is right. weird i don't i don't get what that is i don't and his body posture was even kind of slumped down yes. with his shoulders in like i'm trying to be as small and pathetic as i can to sh- yeah. show how sad i am in front of you women i don't know what that is i doubt that's uh that's who people turn to for a leader
1: um the the apologizing i'm kind of weak and pathetic and i'm sorry if right. i Right. What what the hell? I am a penisless man. Do not fear me. Was his message, and it was just pathetic. And I what do so you wish think I were white. Would... I'm so sad that I'm white. It's yeah. just a, it's terrible. I'm ashamed. I'm sad. What are your tax policies? What are you going to do about trade? What about the threat from Iran? Never mind that stuff. But so, uh, and it was funny. Some of what he said and his posture, it popped into my head something I just read read recently from Brett Weinstein who or Weinstein, who is the professor at Evergreen College, who was run out, and this guy is way progressive, but he was run out for not towing the the near-Maoist student party line. And I'm just going to read you a, a few sentences from what he said, then a comment on it. I keep being invited to talk about free speech on college campuses, and every time I'm invited, I make the same point, that this isn't about free speech and only tangentially about college campuses. This is about a breakdown in the basic logic of civilization, and it's spreading. College campuses may be the first dramatic battle, but of course this is going to find its way into the courts. It's already found its way into the tech sector. It's going to find its way to the highest level of governance if we aren't careful. And it actually does jeopardize the ability of civilization to continue to function. What he's talking about is described by Alan Farrington in this uh, piece in Quillette.com, After Academia. And he points out that Mike Naina's documentary on the Evergreen State College Affair... Um, is riveting, and I've got to watch the whole thing. I've seen chunks of it, and all my friends keep telling me to watch the whole thing. I'm just very busy. Anyway... Uh, He says, no matter how closely you follow the debacle, you followed the debacle at the time, there's really no substitute for this fascinating glimpse behind the scenes. Evergreen academics can be seen meekly and repeatedly submitting to ideological manipulation and on a number of occasions, terrified senior faculty offer transparently insincere professions of faith in the hope of evading the vengeful fury of their mindlessly sloganeering student tormentors. The barely contained thirst for violence is the means to an end is palpable it is sobering to imagine oneself confronted with such an uprising and if weinstein is right then this alarming phenomenon may be about to spill out of the university campuses to which it has hitherto been largely confined and that makes me picture uh, bernie bernie sanders as as the black lives matter people s- stole his microphone and were shouting slogans and all he just stood by meekly and none of his people dared challenge the angry mob which brings us to and we don't really don't have time for the tape right now but maybe we can play it in a, in a couple of minutes the the case of Oberlin College in which a bakery store owner busted three students who were trying to steal wine they happened to be black and the story came out that um that he was a racist and it beat him down and it was racial profiling and all sorts of stuff, well, it was almost immediately determined and everybody involved agreed, no, there's no racism. This was shoplifting. There's no race involved. And yet the demonstrations continued, the boycotts continued, the threats of violence, the the uh, the intimidation, the vandalism just all continued in spite of the facts. And the angry mob, the mindlessly sloganeering student tormentors, as uh, as the journalist put it, they had no interest in what the truth was or what happened. The only thing that mattered was the cause. And that's what, sorry, credit words do, what Alan Farrington's talking about. If that sort of unthinking thinking takes hold outside of college campuses, civilization is in serious trouble. It's, not, it's, it's, it's very sick. Well, that's what that. life is like in China, and that's right. what life was like in the Soviet Union. Reminds me of Maoist China. Of the the, China. the the intellectuals, which was anybody who, who Mao and his, his thugs didn't like, would be dragged out in the street, beaten, their glasses smashed because, you know, we'll have no, uh, no intellectuals in the great everyman China. And, and they were either beaten to death or jailed or forced to make the very sort of, and I'll hit you with that phrase again because I think it's so good, transparently insincere professions of faith in the hope of evading the vengeful fury of the tormentors. It's straight out of Maoist China and, and, and communist uh, Cambodia and just, well, in Nazi Germany. It's just, it's sick. And, th- and then they call a- somebody like me, who just wants free speech, a fascist. It would be hilarious if it wasn't so disgusting.
0: So how many of us are into fitness? I got that. I got how much personal debt we're all carrying, which is a frightening, uh, frightening uh, story. And I we're not talking like a mortgage, right? No, we're talking your unsecured, like credit card debt, that sort of stuff. Uh-oh. Tough stuff. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg's 35th birthday, and if you're wondering what he wants, your personal data. <laughs> what Zuckerberg wants for his birthday, your that's, personal data. Everybody, I mean, that joke works because everybody now knows that's what Facebook is. And people didn't know that before. The big um, trick
4: now is convincing people or educating people that Facebook. Facebook is more things than just Facebook. It's yeah, Instagram. Yep. It's WhatsApp. They, they've they've absorbed a lot of companies and their policies are are in those as well.
0: I didn't know that till today. So the big WhatsApp scandal from yesterday about data being stolen. WhatsApp is Facebook also. Yes. They just see you see Zuckerberg when you say we care about your senator. Nothing matters more to us than our customers' data. That's just not true. You are lying to everybody, and we all know it. So stop saying it. Howdy doody. Um, which Trump is gonna? Which Trump
1: kid got uh, called to testify? Trump, Donald Trump Jr. Don Jr. I finally understand that now. Why the Republicans on the committee, uh, you know, signed on the rest of it? Because it's not about trapping him in some sort of lies. It's um, it's primarily about what are the Russians doing? What are their strategies? How did they try to set up that meeting? Um, what did they claim? Um. And it's in as the uh, the the Republican. It wasn't the chairman. I don't think I heard somebody talking about it. Oh, it was Tom Cotton said um, he said this is not a a criminal thing. This is a counterintelligence thing.
0: And I saw some Democrats talking about yesterday on how uh, Don Trump Jr. was not part of the Mueller report. Really, he wasn't he he wasn't questioned in, in the by Mueller Mueller's people. He testified to Congress in a House committee thing, but not to Mueller's people because there was nothing there. I think is the reason the Democrats were saying, why did Mueller not get him? Oh, you know, just it was like, what, Miller, sure. how did Mueller pass this up? They didn't, Mueller didn't go after Donald Trump Jr. because he must have not thought there was anything there to get. Mm-hmm. So it's just,
1: he's a nothing. Well, and nobody's with this whole conspiracy thing. Right. And I haven't heard anybody say anything about Don Jr. being involved in in obstruction and justice, so... If you're still flogging the collusion oh, and they Oh, and they
0: are. All day long, here on, on MSNBC. I tuned into a bunch of the different shows just to see their openings. Oh, my God. They're 100% still on the collusion with Russia-Trump thing.
1: 100%. It's like Ozzy Osbourne. Every tour, you think it's got to be the last one. <laughs> but they keep dragging it back out on the road? Seriously? Anyway, I didn't mean to get into that.
0: Trump Jr. is going to talk, but uh, Lindsey Graham just came out, and he's the... He's the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. He said, just plead the fifth, and it's over with. Yeah. That's what it is this his advice was to Don Trump Jr. Say, I plead the fifth, and then we're done. Um, in Milwaukee, Milwaukee's in the Eastern Conference finals of the NBA. The Bucs. The mighty Bucks. They decided to put on some free fitness classes outside the stadium. This is a little something you offer for the public. Charming idea. Uh, one person showed up to their first free <laughs> oh, fitness clinic. Oh, boy. You had oh the instructor boy. and one person stretching and jogging in place. Oh, golly. Now, if you'd have had free donuts, you'd have had a line so long you wouldn't have been able to get in the arena. Oh, boy. Free brats. <laughs> oh, God, I love a good brat. It's like when I was at the airport one day. I don't remember. What it was maybe the Denver airport, one of your big airports. And you had next door to each other, you had one of your healthy salad things and one of your McDonald's things. Oh, yeah. And the McDonald's line was ridiculously long who would wait in line that long for anything what do you have a three-hour layover and there's nobody in line for the salad thing (laughs) we make these choices ourselves we're not this whole food desert or no access to a gym or all whatever crap you hear that's not the problem
1: guy who bought that salad franchise is standing there looking at the mcdonald's just shaking his head you'd rather wait in
0: line for that then walk over here and get your food right away just because, yeah, I don't want healthy stuff. <laughs> We're going to make salad. That's hilarious.
1: Um, I'll, I'll go to a strip mall, and I'll see uh, a place where, like, the uh, the, the, the Panda Express, it's got a line out the door. Then, like, the teriyaki place two doors down is empty, and it makes me feel bad. It hurts my heart. <laughs> I feel bad for the guy who thought, I'm going to pour all my life savings and hopes into this teriyaki place. People love teriyaki. Then there's people getting highly questionable chinese food although i do love the panda you do like the panda i like the panda there are some dishes i will eat there Panda
0: express kind of a joke in our family even though my kids have never had it there just anytime we drive one, Oh, panda express oh it's very yummy yeah i ate it one time and it was delicious but i felt horrible afterwards and i've never gone back did
1: you get the sweet and sour pork i don't remember what i got yeah i don't get fried stuff the non-fried stuff is quite good what am i there for
0: I'm not going to go in there and not get fried stuff. Sorry, I forgot I'm
1: talking to a 13-year-old.
0: But the stuff I got was delicious. I mean, it was really good, oh, but it made yeah. me feel like I was going to die. Yeah,
1: sounds about right. <laughs> and it costs nothing.
0: I yeah. think I think they, that's free. Well, you can <laughs> just have it. You
1: can pay if you want. We, don't care.
0: <laughs> we make the money on the drinks. I'm not going to ever get to this debt story, because I oh, keep distracting whoops, myself I'm with sorry. other things. I, I was,
1: I'm at fault as well.
0: I keep distracting myself. Do you have more or less debt than the average American? We'll talk about that at some point, I suppose. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips?
3: The ACLU telling Alabama, we'll see you in court if the governor signs off on an abortion bill. Got a new report about pilots' early concern about those Boeing Max 8s. And America's baby bust continues. Uh-oh.
0: This could be a serious re-look at Roe versus Wade, couldn't it? This Alabama thing? That's
3: exactly
1: what it's designed to do.
0: So, yep. uh, yeah, it's worth discussing if you haven't heard about it. Stay tuned. It's coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty. Mm-hmm.
0: Our Harvard Lampoon is apologizing for a deeply offensive Anne Frank bikini image, which they're accused of trivializing trivializing the Holocaust. Well, okay. Have to see it, I suppose. People need to stop apologizing for things. Yeah, that would help. Especially jokes. Yeah. You don't like it, you find it offensive, don't buy their product, don't watch it, whatever.
1: Right. Jeez. Yeah, I know. I know, just everybody is desperate to be outraged, which is, I don't know, it's got to be a symptom of something. Well, you can get an
0: apology out of everyone now. And then you have power. To be the victim
1: is to be powerful.
3: Let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, the ACLU is planning to sue Alabama if a bill that would ban nearly all abortions becomes law. The Alabama Senate voted to approve the controversial measure, and Alabama Republican Governor Kay Ivey says she is going to thoroughly review the final version before deciding whether to sign it into law. But an attorney for the ACLU called out Ivey in a statement and said, if you sign this dangerous bill into law, we will see you in court, which is what supporters want to go to court, all the way to the Supreme Court, so the Supremes will ultimately revisit Roe v. Wade. Right, they they may well decline, uh, you know, to
1: even take a look at it. Yep, will be then, interesting and to then, see.
0: And then what would happen if they declined to
1: take a look at it? The, the whatever the highest court to rule on it rules, you know, it's a circuit court, I suppose. Court of Appeals will have ruled on it by then, and their ruling will stand. But we don't know what they're going to rule. Nope. So. Well, uh, you know what? I doubt there is a circuit court in the land that's willing to overturn Roe versus Wade. If they do, if it goes to say the second circuit or some what's the one that's based out of Dallas, I can remember. That's somebody you can look it up on the internet these days. Yes. Why would I bother? Anyway, uh if if some circuit court does overturn Roe v. Wade, then yes, one hundred percent it's going to the Supreme Court. But I I don't see him doing something that gutsy.
3: There are some new reports about a meeting between Boeing and airline pilots shortly after the first deadly crash involving the Max seven thirty seven. Audio recordings reveal that pilots asked Boeing to take action to prevent another accident but at the time the Boeing execs refused to ground the planes. The pilots asking directly Boeing engineers why they didn't know about this new flight control system. It's called the MCAS. It can nose down the aircraft if it senses that the plane is stalling and they were pointed and direct bordering on being angry in their discussion with the Boeing engineers about this software. Boeing continues to work on the software upgrade now. It has uh, still not been certified by the FAA, and the FAA is going to be facing some tough questions on Capitol Hill today about how this aircraft got certified in the first place. Mm. So the back and forth continues. And we got a deal worked out for President Trump's son, Donald Trump Jr. He'll appear before the Senate Intelligence Committee, avoiding a confrontation after President Trump and some other high-profile Republicans had objected to Trump Jr. being subpoenaed by the Republican-led committee. Trump Jr. is reportedly going to appear before the committee next month for a closed-door interview for up to four hours. They're going to want to talk to him about answers he gave them in their previous interview about matters related to the Russia investigation. I thought it was like an hour and a half he was going to be there. It huh? must have been an inaccurate preliminary report.
0: But it is behind closed doors. It's not going to be one of these giant media spectacles right. where the, all the cable news shows stop. And
4: Three of those hours they're going to be watching Avengers Endgame. It's only going to be like an hour of actual questions. So set up.
3: Democratic presidential candidate Kamala Harris says she would take executive action to ban imports of AR-15-style assault weapons if Congress won't ban them. A California senator expected to make the pledge during a campaign town hall today in New Hampshire. All
0: these candidates who are in single digits are just trying to get some footing. I'll tell you, I, I had a, uh, a moment yesterday watching the various cable news channels where it looked to me like watching... Watching the the, the lefty channels, watching Chris Matthews' show, some other guy I don't know on MSNBC, very people. I feel like they're settling in to Joe Biden being Mm. the candidate. Mm. Like, they're kind of just into the, okay, Joe Biden's the candidate, let's just quit wasting our time. Enough of this madness. Yeah, and, and nobody else is just, they're all flailing now, trying to every day come up with something. That's going to make them bust through, and they just aren't right. for some reason.
1: Yeah, I think they and everybody needs to mellow out and wait for the debates. Although I, you have to keep the fundraising machinery going. I know that's a big part of it. So you got to be able to send out an email and say, Can you believe this? Or how about that attack? Or Did you hear about the bold new plan? Kick in 10, 15 bucks, would you? You know, on a weekly basis. Right. Well, a lot of create headlines. uh,
0: I saw a roundtable with a bunch of pundits who follow this closely. And the question was, how many people will go into Iowa? How many people were to be going into Iowa? And the guesses were between 10 and 14. But that'd be half the people dropping out before we even get to Iowa in January of next year. who Would just probably run out of money. That's what stops the majority of presidential campaigns. You don't have the money to go forward anymore.
3: America's baby bust is not over. A government report shows U.S. birth rates last year hit record lows for women in their teens and 20s. That resulted in the fewest babies born in 32 years. That's incredible. I don't think anybody's, you know, mourning
1: lowering the teenage birth rate, but uh, women in their 20s hitting Mm -hmm. record lows, That's, that's something.
3: Yep. Average number of children a woman would be expected to give birth to in their lifetime, reaching a record low of 1.7%, a decline of 2%, well below the number needed to maintain current population levels. The U.S. becoming a lot more like Japan and some rich countries in Europe. It's a serious problem. I mean, it is a it is it is among the biggest
0: things. But what do you do about it? It's just a... I think it's a cultural thing that happens with affluence. That's my theory. I just, I just don't know what you do about it. Italy, Japan, all of Europe, right. the United States,
1: um, just China, just although they had that weird one-child communist stopping policy, stopping
3: having children. Now, yeah. one last note: Disney CEO Bob Iger announced the next Star Wars movie will be written by the creators of Game of Thrones. Igor Telling a conference oh. that the next installment of Star Wars will definitely be produced by David Benioff and uh, D.B. Weiss, the team behind Game of Thrones.
0: So you're going to have Chewbacca fighting a dragon? Is that what's going to happen? Almost Chewbacca. certainly.
3: Chewbacca riding a dragon. Oh. So I'd pay money to see that. <laughs> I don't like it. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I have real
4: mixed feelings about that. I love the fact that they what they did to bring Game of Thrones to the theater. Or to, the, to my television screen. But what they've done when they have had to create the story on their own has left me wanting. And so I, I don't know how they're going to do creating stories
1: out of whole cloth. you got Luke Skywalker sitting on the Iron Throne, wielding his lightsaber. Surely, Guys come at him with swords. He's like, are you serious? i got a lightsaber.
0: Surely they'll be more creative than that, than just take the Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> and insert it into the Star Wars universe. I I don't think they know how.
0: It's the only thing they've ever done. Right. Right. So I'll get to this how much debt people have, not including your house thing. Uh, Trump's approval rating is worth mentioning and, uh, and other
1: stuff. We got other stuff, right? Well, there's plenty of stuff. <laughs> you
0: like stuff. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
2: Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Taking my youngest son to, to meet his, I haven't actually counted, but I'd guess 12th, 13th different doctor of oh. his life so far. Oh boy. Might be higher than that. I haven't counted. Certainly probably a, a double what my dad's had in his entire life and he's in his 80s. It's just a roll of the dice, man, and what you get for health. If you got health, I don't know. It's like it's like being ashamed of white privilege. I don't know. The opposite is I don't know how you're supposed to enjoy your good
1: health. But, I, yeah, you could sit around and pray it continues, but that means you're worrying about getting yeah, sick. Yes, yeah, so I don't know. I don't yeah, know how it's you a hard it. thing to do.
0: I guess the main thing would just don't complain about your circumstances if you're healthy, because R- right. it could be a lot worse. Because when your health is bad, nothing else really matters. Count your blessings. Is that what
1: you're saying? I think that's, that's good that's advice. It. Yeah.
0: Um. Oh, Tim Conway, comedic actor, died yesterday, and you either know who he is or you don't. And uh, if you're of a certain age, you know him from the Carol Burnett Show. If you're even older than that, you know him from McHale's Navy, which was a black-and-white show
1: back in the day. Well, yeah, plus with the wonders of syndication. Yeah. And if you're...
0: Of a certain age or sort, you know him from Dorf on Golf or Dorf on Jet Skiing or whatever that was. I had a VHS tape when I was a kid with all sorts of Dorf hijinks on it. I thought that was the
4: funniest thing. I just saw they just
0: they just ran a montage of Tim Conway on the TV, and even without the sound, I was laughing. His physical comedy was so good. Oh yeah, it was the him and Harvey Corman dentist bit. Oh,
1: one of the great bits of all time.
0: (laughs) And he keeps stabbing himself with a needle
1: it's so funny <laughs> and <laughs> numbing various parts of himself yeah. thereby yeah. and it, it, the the greatest challenge for the rest of the cast was doing bits with him not cracking up cuz he was so
4: funny oh. Do you know that dentist thing happened to him and that's kind of where he got the idea oh, really? for that bit i think he was in the service and he was it was a a young dentist guy and was trying to punch it and it went through his cheek <laughs> oh! into the thumb of the dentist oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah! yeah. That's rough. He told that story on Conan several years back.
0: (laughs) Hilarious. But you mentioned to me, I didn't know this. He's part of SpongeBob. I can bring him to my kids now because my kids are SpongeBob addicts.
4: Yes, he is the voice of Barnacle Boy in SpongeBob. Now, Barnacle Boy is (laughs) uh, the the crime fighting partner of Mermaid Man, think Batman and Robin, but in (laughs) Bikini Bottom. Mermaid man is that a gender thing?
1: I mean, mermaid man. My seven-year-old boy. Yes. What's happening?
0: Mm. <laughs> My seven-year-old who's going to his fifteenth doctor today was explaining to me yesterday how Patrick got a ticket for double parking his rock. <laughs> I didn't, didn't quite understand what was going on there. <laughs> um, how much debt does the average American have or had it in 2018, and they don't count your home? I could. I don't. Do they count your car? Does that count?
1: Mm, I would count it because uh, cars decline in value so yeah,
0: rapidly that it's practically unsecured debt. I, I tell you what, unsecured I, debt's what you got to care about. That's the s- you ain't got nothing that you can put up against it.
1: <laughs> I had an older but still very nice car with easily a hundred thousand more miles in it, and you know some some repairs come down the road, but you know not not a ton, and it was worth nothing when I was looking at uh, trading it in, getting rid of it. I mean, it was, seriously, luxury car, got 100,000 miles in it. I could get teens, like 17 grand for it, maybe 18 grand. Right. So, yeah, if you owe anything on that, it's debt.
0: Among households carrying debt last year, so if you were carrying debt, the average personal debt, not including a home, exceeded $38,000. Woof. Uh, and also, this same study revealed that Americans were twice as likely to owe between five and twenty-five thousand than they were to have that much in savings. Twice as likely to owe between five and twenty-five grand than have that much in savings. That's uh, that's uh, that's a precipice, man. That's a not much of a downturn. Not much of a, a huge thing happens in your life, and you're in big trouble. You're living in your on your parents' couch or on the streets or something. It could happen really fast. Yeah, that's wild. A quarter of America quarter of Americans carried no debt in two thousand eighteen. Uh thirteen percent report of the people that had debt report they'll likely owe money the rest of their lives, so they
1: don't plan on ever being able to pay it off. Wow. Wow. We live in a credit society. Now it you says borrow and you buy.
0: Well, yeah, and it says in this article there are many factors beyond our individual control that contribute to indebtedness, health care costs, housing costs. Yeah, all that's true, but come on. Uh, for, for every person you know who got into trouble, be- well, first of all, there's this. If you've been living on the ragged edge by spending more than you make, clothes, eating out, whatever, and run Cars. up your counter, then oh. when the healthcare th- problem hits and you get, and you get dinged for that, well, you can't blame it on the healthcare thing. It gets blamed that way politically. Right. That's what they do for politics. And right. then he broke his ankle, couldn't afford it, and now this is what's happened to him. Yeah, but he's been spending money for the last 10 years. He I could be talking about me. Spending money for the last 10 years, eating out, clothes, trips, whatever, that he couldn't afford, putting on his credit card. With no money saved up for an emergency. An right.
1: emergency hits, and you blame the emergency for the problem. That's the wrong way to look at it. Well illustrated. You know, when Chase Bank put out that tweet a while back, I remember you got mad at him. Why? Because they were part of the mortgage run-up? or they, they got the bailout of, oh, yeah, of they, taxpayer money. Oh, right. Okay. So, but the, the tweet was, and I liked it because we've been trying to deliver this message to our beloved listeners for years. You know, why is my balance so low? And the bank account says, well, uh, uh, make coffee at home. Eat the food that's already in the fridge. You don't need a cab. Walk three bo- blocks um, and you say, I guess I'll never know I have so little money. Bank account says, seriously? It was a little snarky and a little easy, honestly. But I loved AOC. And by loved, I mean I hated uh, old uh, AOC's reply. She got them real eyes. Well, clearly she does. She got them. She got them. Right. But she responds with, and this is classic lefty rhetoric. It's the idea that if you choose to have any expense beyond mere animalistic survival... Oh wow! An iced coffee, a cab after an 18-hour shift on your feet—you deserve suffering, eviction, or skipped medicine.
0: Look around you. Look at the way people look at. Look at all oh, how many Starbucks there are there. If, you, if you've got a real problem in America with people, what did that? What's that survival? What was the term she Anything used? Anything
1: beyond mere animalistic survival. There should
0: be no Starbucks.
1: And But the opposite is true. There's
0: one on every corner of every city. Right. Nobody should buy coffee at a Starbucks. You right. can't justify it for anybody. Make coffee at home for a dime and take it with you to work instead of spending three bucks. So but everybody does it.
1: Anybody who overspends, runs their life poorly, and then turns to their fellow uh, citizens to pay for their lifestyle and bail them out. Any Everybody who does that. Just worked an 18-hour shift on their feet and is barely surviving like an animal with the air conditioning and jet ski and vacations and a new car every few years and then the rest of it. Yeah, no AOC. Do, have you ever known any, any well, anybody... <laughs> Have you ever known anybody who got into financial trouble? It isn't because they took a cab after an 18 hour shift on their feet. What universe do you live in?
3: They, there are people
0: like that, I suppose, that are that are. Of that are course being, there are. But but that's and a they tini- have the
1: full measure of my sympathy.
0: But that's a tiny percentage. Just look around you. Look, look at how much people eat out compared to the way it used to be when I was a kid. Nobody ate out. Now everybody eats out all the time. That's so much money that you waste that you could save, and then you'd have five to $25,000 in savings.
1: I'm talking about myself, too, and, right. my, and my past life. We get emails all the time after a screed like this from listeners say, hey, listen, I make this amount. I live in expensive region A, B, or C. This is how we live. This is how we save money. I drive a really old car, blah, blah, blah. We're saving $500 a month, and they're making a modest amount. These are all choices, and I am the last guy who ought to tell you you're a bad person for feeling the urge to keep up with the Joneses, because I get it. But it's a choice. That's One of the things that bothers me so much about the left, politically speaking, is they not only are willing to let you not take uh, responsibility for your own your own life, they act as if it's a horror that you should be asked to take responsibility for your own life. I find that to be a disastrous political philosophy certainly disastrous uh, philosophically was there a time in america perhaps where there was not enough help for the truly downtrodden i'm more than willing to have that discussion with you there's a statistic here portray every single human uh, who doesn't make you know half a million dollars a year is, is cruelly downtrodden that's just a lie
0: there's a statistic here about how we're buying more expensive vehicles than ever compared to the average salary than ever um, you just look around, yet you know, how much people eat out. Big, as I said, the existence of Starbucks, bigger houses, bigger houses shows you just a cultural willingness to spend a lot of money on that sort of stuff. And then if you you have something happen, your car breaks down, you break your ankle, whatever. That's what is used politically as the excuse for why you're uh, you know on the streets or living in your parents' house or whatever.
1: It in is. the words of Aerosmith, you're living on the edge. Living on the
0: edge. Seems like I had one more thing I wanted to jam in here. Got this story about aggressive turkeys. I was going to save that for Marshall, as he has been threatened oh, by turkeys and It's stuff.
1: funny. A couple of people sent that to us, too. <laughs> if there's an aggressive turkey story, people send it in. If you ever see something we ought to be talking about, hit us, uh, mailbag at com. It's mailbag at com.
0: Trampoline parks may be going away with a couple of people getting hurt around the country and lawsuits and that sort of stuff.
1: Hurling yourself up and down in defiance of gravity can hurt you? Huh, I'll be danged. See, I thought maybe people knew that but thought it was fun. And because, again, they're people who take responsibility for their own lives, they chose to do that.
0: But we don't have a system where you where where any number of forms you sign will protect the business owner from you getting hurt. Ah, so they have ha- to close. It just doesn't happen, uh, apparently.
1: You're making me sad, Pa. That was my point. I don't think. Buy a trampoline, hurl yourself into the air, and your own home in your own time. The Armstrong America.
4: <laughs> show.